Hello, Doglos, and I'm very grateful that you're joining us here on The Documenteers, the greatest documentary theme podcast in the universe. I'm your host, Bob Sham. In case you didn't know, each week myself and another friendly voice get together and discuss a different documentary, rate it, and try to have a little fun in the process. For this week's episode, I want to warn you that playing it aloud might make your pets a little crazy. I was editing this, and one of our dogs, Hank the Half Bug, was worried that a litter of kittens was in the air vent, but they weren't. They were in my headphones because today, Angela and I took a much-needed true crime break to discuss Aaron Hancock's and Michael McNamara's catwalk tales from the cat show circuit. It's all about cats and the women who show them, the people who judge them, two cats in particular who go head-to-head to be crowned the hottest cat in Canada. Speaking of head-to-head, Next week, we bring back a format that we tried out for those Fire Festival documentaries where we pit two similarly themed documentaries against each other to see who comes out on top. Akil joins me because he's really good at doing those punishing episodes. We spent all afternoon watching two documentaries about the enigmatic nature of comedic legend Bill Murray and the people who interact with him and obsess over him. It's Tommy Avalone's the Bill Murray stories currently on Netflix versus Sadie Katz's The Bill Murray Experience currently on Prime Video. Who will survive? Probably not the people watching, if that's any bit of a hint. A lot of Bill Murray next week, right here on The Documenteers. Music clip credits include the song I'm Too Sexy by that group, Right Said Fred. It actually doesn't appear in the Catwalk documentary, even though I totally expected it to. But we do shoehorn it into this episode because we're corny. Nearly 30 years old, and that song is still unbelievably stupid. I'm too sexy for my hat. Too sexy for my hat. What you think about that? Briefly hear a song that I think is called Gilam Tell by the Swingle Sisters, who provide music for this film. I don't know anything about them. We hear what is more of an homage to the goat. The queen herself, that's right. I'm talking about the pride of New South Wales. Natalie and Bruglier with her classic 90s hit, Torn. Also, we play a clip of retired racehorse announcer Tom Durkin reading something I'm pretty sure is real. It kind of doesn't seem real, but those racehorse names can get fucking weird. Let's move on with it. Our discussion of Catwalk tells from the Cat Show Circuit. Documenteerspodcast.com has some information about us. Find past episode rankings and how to contact us directly. Five stars and a review on Apple Podcasts is the best way to help the show. If you've checked us out and like us, then doing that helps others find us. And we're extremely grateful to all those who have reviewed us and contacted us and interacted with us on Instagram, which I never mentioned on here, but is our only true social network. Go forth with that information and keep on doc. Here is a motion picture film, a thousand feet, 16,000 separate photographs. Let's tidy up this tangle of film by putting it on a reel. He has his own grip. He's he's such a lovable, goofy guy. Muscled, but not overweight. Fine boning, well presented. It was always my best cat. All of a sudden, a cat that was incredible shows up.
This is the episode of Doc Meow Tears. Doc Meow Tears. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome. (laughs) Today, we're talking about cats. Kitty cats. This documentary is called Cats. Tale. No. Of some cats. (laughs) (laughs) Catwalk Tales from the Cat Show Circuit, directed by Aaron Hancox and Michael McNamara. McNamara. I think it's McNamara. What did I say? McNamara. Uh, (laughs) McNamara. It wouldn't be an episode if I don't mispronounce someone's name. McNamara. Yeah, that makes more sense. (laughs) What were you saying about sexy cats? Well, this movie's about the sexiest cats in Canada. (laughs) I mean, this is a beauty contest. Which which cat do you think was the hottest? Mm, I was a big fan of Sandman. You thought he was the hottest? But I really also, it's hard. Oh, no, the one that I thought was the hottest, we didn't even learn his name. He was the cat that had the leopard spots. Oh, yeah, yeah. He was the hottest. Okay. You they showed him a couple times. You know who I thought was the hottest? Which one? None, because I'm not sexually attracted to okay. cats, you fucking weirdo. This is going to happen. I've already explained to you how this whole process is not sexual, but I was trying to play along. The way those judges rude. are talking, I mean. You're so rude. No, what I was trying to explain is I, it's not sexual, but it's like reverence. It's like either they think this cat is better than them and deserves like extra praise and accolades, or it's like they literally came out of these women's vaginas. Yeah. Or men's vaginas. <laughs> Or men's vaginas, yeah. Or like dick holes, like it comes out of their dick hole. See, I mean, wouldn't that be like the most important thing in the world to you if you went through the pain of having a cat come through your dick hole? Yeah, that really hurt. It'd probably just totally destroy your dick. There was one older gentleman we saw a couple of times. We did not learn his name, but he had a cat at the cat shows. He was like an older guy with a beard. Oh, yeah, Bailey, the rescue cat. Was his cat Bailey? His cat was Bailey. He rescued Bailey, and then Bailey, like, turned around and became one of Canada's sexiest cats. There were a couple like that. There was, um, Maestro was like that, too. Mm. Maestro was a rescue. But, oh, yeah, Bailey. And he, like, I think he almost cried talking about her. I cried when he talked about her. Yeah. This is about cat shows, obviously. This is about cat shows. In Canada. I have been begging Bobby to watch this movie with me for a couple of months. I've had it recommended by at least one person. But I'm the most important person. That's true. And I've been recommending it for months. And we finally watched it today. And I was very excited because, let's go ahead and say that I have had a personal experience with a cat show. And it was a very big deal to me as a middle schooler. My best friend at the time, her parents were breeders. We didn't really get to see the cats that were the breed cats that much because they had them like a separate house. They had their own house. Or like a garage turned into. I can't really remember the exact setup, but they had beautiful cats inside their house. And they had these long-haired Persians. And they were so beautiful. And they ran the local cat show at like the Nashville Fairgrounds. I don't know if they always did it, but whatever summer that was, I was hanging out at their house all the time. They were like, hey, do you want to work the cat show? They 
threw me some money. I don't probably 20 bucks a day. Like who knows? I was like 11 or 12. And so it was, I was like, yeah, I totally want to work the cat show. My mom was like, I guess, but like, remember you're never getting a cat because dad was allergic to cats. That was always the reason. Your parents should have been worried that you were being lulled into like a human trafficking <laughs> No, they, they trusted these folks. That's how they were you good get, folks. But that's how you get kids in a... <laughs> you learn them yeah, in a Yeah, like I got so, a lot of kitty cats in this building. Oh, man. Well, it was my job for two straight days. I was assigned to a ring. Because I talk about these in here, right? Like you have to go to each different like ring or each different booth and get judged. I would be assigned to a booth for the day. My job would be to clean out the cages between each showing. They're like rock and rolling all day. Every hour there's like another showing of a cat. They offered to give me one of their full breed cats this family because wow. they loved me. I was best friends with their daughter. We hung out all the time. Yeah. My parents said no. Do you know the only thing I got out of that weekend? I spent the money I made. Cat scratch fever. <laughs> <laughs> or that parasite that forces you to love cats. Probably definitely when it happened because I know I cleaned up some cat feces, but listen. You're not supposed to eat it. I didn't know that <laughs> until later. I got one of those rad t-shirts where it's like three cats walking on the front, three cat booties on the back, anuses oh. showing. Oh, they're buttholes. Butthole shirts. I got a butthole shirt. You used to see that on knickknacky things, like in bookstores where where it wasn't books, you'd see magnets of cat anuses. I mean, this was like 1992-ish. Prime time for cat anus t-shirts. Oh. I did not have a boyfriend. <laughs> I just want to say that, <laughs> just to be clear. That happened not we already for a, knew. quite a few years. We already knew. <laughs> Your boyfriend was the kitty, Mr. Mitten. That I didn't have. Heart- yeah. My first heartbreak. That was my first heartbreak. What was the cat's names? Do you remember? I didn't get to name him because I never got I'm, him. No, you, well, you didn't name them. What were their oh, cat's names? I don't know. I don't remember. Lil, Lil Nas X. Yeah. Lil Wayne Jr. Lil Wayne Jr. <laughs> Lil Wayne Jr. Lil Nas X. Maybe like Lil Wayne Sr. We know what our next cat's names are. Lil Wayne oh, man, Jr. Lil Wayne. Lil Wayne is a great cat name. It is a great cat name. I want an orange cat named Clementine. Now, the, the, the owners in here, they talked about their cats being like their kids. We can kind of relate to that feeling. We got pets. We love them very much. We actually talk about our dogs a lot more than our cats Just, because the dogs come in and out and they're loud. Because they're in our faces. So you're forced to talk about the dogs more. But it led me to think of this idea. Oh. Why don't we have shows like this for like children, like infant to toddlers, where we put them on a, like human children, where we, we put do. them on a. Not like toddlers and tiaras. That's what it is. They know not singing and dancing, but where you just put them like it's like a cat this show is where the cat version where of you, that. you shake a laser pointer at the kid and see if they react to it. You do like the feather on the stick to see if the kid swipes at it. It's like presidential physical fitness test. It, it's the exact standards <laughs> you apply to a cat show, but applied to toddlers to infants. You like know? measure their head size. Yeah, jingle keys at them. You know, that's <laughs> mm, just an idea. This get this could go very dark very quick. Don't remember any of the terms. I just remember that the Rex cats were creepy because they didn't have any fur, and I really loved the floofy cats. Before I knew how much trouble it is to take care of a floofy cat. Altered means that they've been fixed. So there's different competition sets for animals that are breeders, right? They are still being bred actively versus the ones who have been altered. I guess they didn't really talk about the breeding. 
So basically what we're watching is Canadian cat competition and it's following primarily the race for best altered mixed breed or something. I don't remember the title, but you can be different breeds of cats, but you're like an adult and you're fixed Yeah. in this group. And so it kind of zeroes in on a couple different ladies yeah. who are very tightly competing for number one. My name is Kim Langell and I show cats. Oh, uh, Kim has a cat named Bobby. Kim has a cat named Bobby. Bobby has been the leader. Yeah. The whole season prior to starting of recording. Bobby seems like an interesting cat. He's feisty, but chill. It's a good combination. I think Bobby is like an in-shape version of our cat Maggie. I totally expected to hear that song by Right Said Fred. I'm too sexy for my shirt. Too sexy for my shirt. So sexy it hurts. You know that song. On the catwalk. Yeah, on the catwalk. On the catwalk, yeah. I totally expected yeah. to hear that song. I think that they probably couldn't afford it. I haven't looked into it. I assume you can get that song for like five ninety nine. I'm too sexy for my cat. Too sexy for my cat. Poor pussy. Poor pussy cat. Maybe the, what were they called? The Swingle Singers? Only charged like 99 cents. Yeah, the music at the end, which you were really into it. Yeah, I was like, you must sample this. Like, I want a CD of 90 minutes nonstop of this song. The judge, Bob, what's his name? Bob Gleason. He and his wife. They, Elaine. They're judging the cat shows. I don't want to come off too judgmental, but Bob... I bet, allegedly, has probably thought, wished that his penis was more like a cat's penis. If I had to guess. He'd be the most likely to wish that, I would guess. You almost don't want to touch this. Okay. So impeccably groomed. Come on. You watched this movie. I did don't watch this Don't leave me movie. hanging here. I did watch this movie. Be supportive of my concepts and theories. I said okay. Yeah, but you made a face. Well, they can't see that. <laughs> But they're making faces too. Yeah, like shut up, Bobby. <laughs> why do you why do you take it there? So Bob and Elaine explain that they're judges, but they've also been breeders for years, and they explain the three things they're looking for in these cats is head shape, body type, and then overall like color and condition. Those are kind of the three areas because basically what they're looking for is is this cat <laughs> The best representation of this breed. Yeah. So whichever breed the cat is. And I can't remember what kind of breed Bobby is, but he's beautiful. It's like white, long-haired cat. I can't remember what judge it was, was looking at uh, one of the breeds and said something along the lines of, this cat's got a really nice body. It's built like a brick house. Well-built body. This is just a brick. Wonderful. No, they said had a. It didn't say brick house. Just a brick. Something like that, like a brick. brick. They said a brick, a cube body. Just a brick. I'm gonna find this. Okay, I hope you, you do. You know I'm gonna find this clip. Well built body. There was something about a cube shaped body for the big fat Persian. They're not fat. They have so much floof. Imagine if someone like coming off the street came in, was looking at like say one of our dogs of like. Wow, your Shih Tzu's got a real nice body. Well-built body. Like, real I'd nice I'd be like, get body. the fuck out of my house. Get the fuck out of my house. No soliciting. We seriously need to put that sign. Like, it didn't work. 
I know, but we need, we'll just get another one that's bigger. We used to have a no soliciting sign on the front door. It needs to be a sign in the front yard that they have to walk past. I think we need to mow the words into the yard. So people in airplanes will know not to bother us. If we put no soliciting and then the word motherfucker on it, the whole neighborhood would know. Like if we put a sign by the road on our property that said no soliciting motherfucker, we'd be the talk of the neighborhood and everyone would know that you don't go solicit there. And we ain't got no homeowners association. Take this. And then a a cop shows up. We'll be like, we know our rights, officer fucker. Boom. I don't want to do that. Okay. All right. But then what happens? Bobby's supposed to win. Bobby's the best. Yeah. Who comes along? It didn't really seem fathomable that anyone could take away his first place. That's where Ooh La La and Shirley showed up for the first time. Ooh La La. That's name is Ooh La La. <laughs> it's a brown per. Wow. You love Ooh La La. Shirley McCallow, McCallow, I don't know. Her name's Shirley and her cat's name is Ooh La La, but it's spelled like Oh La La and that bothered me the whole Yeah, yeah. One more O in there. Some of the judges who didn't know them, because occasionally you run into, and it's very controversial, a guest judge who doesn't do all the circuit. A few of them called her Oh La La because that's what it spelled like. Oh La La. Anyway... Ooh la la comes in and starts fucking winning all the time. Ooh la la is a brown Persian, right? Or red, red. Persian. It's like a red, beautiful. S- squishy face cat. Squishy face cat. We cats. see a lot of squishy face cats. I'm not real down with squishy face animals only because They're I... expensive. We'll never get one. Well, yeah, but also the breathing issues that those cats can have. They need extra grooming. The fact that these cats look so gorgeous and beautiful and their eyes are clean and clear... That's huge. And that's why you know these cats are like crazy taken care of because those cats are difficult to take care of. Yeah. So much more difficult. Bobby's mom actually talks at one point about how Not her my cats, mom. We're going to start calling these women Bobby's their, these mom, cats' mothers. Bobby's mommy. Bobby the cat's mommy. My name is Kim Langell. Yes, mommy. <laughs> so much worse than mom. Say it. You got to say it. Like um, <laughs> Bobby the cat's mommy. Talks at one point about how her cats are like hardier cats. Like her cats could catch their dinner if a bird flew yeah. on their patio. They're not like froofy cats. And you go to their house and they're not. They're like get a fight at one point. She's like, hey, why don't we not do that? Because, you know, hi, y'all show cats. She's got three and she sews all of them. They're all beautiful. They're all short hair. They're all low maintenance, you know, yeah. comparatively to these like fluff balls that have to be brushed every day. The, yeah, the flat-faced cats do look froofy. They look like the cat version of pugs. We all know what these cats look like. Cats like Bobby seem like more the kind of cats that you and I would get. I Of course, there's a cat breeding world out there. Yeah. It just seems strange to me. Like, if I want a cat, we were There's just, so many cats. Yeah, if we didn't have a cat, I would probably, like, leave food out, right? Yeah. And if there's a stray in the neighborhood, be like, cool, I'm going to give little homie here a, a nice a nice life. That's like less and less these days, though. When we were kids, there were tons of stray cats. And we were in the country. That's how we got Alice. She just came up. Because sometimes I feel like you'll still have country cats. But on average, I see a lot less stray cats than I used to. I think it all depends on where you are. I guess that's true, for sure. It is still an issue in some places. And I know there's a lot of um, trap and 
what's it called? You like trap and release them, but you trap them, get them fixed and then put them back out. But you like also feed them, you know, like you're helping the community thrive, but you're also helping it not continue. Yeah. You know, like taking care of these animals. Nash- it's a huge TNR. Nash- yeah, trap and release. Nashville's got pretty active scenes on controlling that. I know in uh, Nolensville area of okay. Nashville that Drew lives on that side. Yeah, I'll give yeah. out his address later. <laughs> the, his neighborhood, there are strays, but their ears are clipped. Which means they've been fixed. Someone like just picked them up, fixed them, and let them let them go back out. So they're all Which just is awesome. <laughs> so at this point of the documentary, they sort of not really, kind of never truly explain this point system that's happening. And so basically, by the end of the season, I don't know when the season starts and ends, except that it ends at the end of this documentary. Each season, there's this complicated point system. Basically, it's Every show you go to, which these things happen every weekend, every show you go to, every ring or booth that there is that's like a judging booth, you can get 100 points for your cat at each booth, depending on how good of a breed they are, if they're the best, like if they're one, two, three, four, five, like whatever it is. And then all these points get tallied up over the entire year. And whoever has the most points at the end is the best overall Canadian Cat Association cat. And that is what these ladies are bidding for so the thing is is that bobby's way ahead bobby's two thousand points ahead oh yeah he is but then ooh la la shows up oh shit ooh la la very quickly catches up with bobby judges are like hot for ooh la la every time she's up he she she i guess ooh la la is a girl name sure but ooh la la is one of those like names you give a horse like breed breed dogs and cats and like horses that race have the dumbest names. Half cat in front, but here's Stan Pat. Stan Pat up to challenge for that lead as they field. Turns for home. Matt Swish on the outside runs in third. Then down toward the inside, it's feline fell in fourth. In the middle of the track is Arrgh! Someone should name their child Ulala. I wonder regardless what Regardless they... of gender. I wonder what Biddy's breed name would have been. Biddy being our little annoying Shih Tzu. No one bought him. He was a runt and with scraggly teeth and got given. But Sir something. Sir. <laughs> Sir Penny Whistle. That's dumb. Let's let's talk something. about cats again. So this is when we go to Ulala's house and we see Ulala get a bath. And that was one of my favorite parts. It's the squishy face cats, they just seem like they're so dumb that they're just lethargic. I mean, cats sleep a lot on average, but but the squishy face cats just look like there's really nothing going on. There were multiple times where Ulala was just standing on a table or her cat carrier was open and she was just sitting in it. There was no desire for her to move ever. She just was where she was. I think that if you had let Bobby down, he would have explored. Yeah. Just a little difference in like breed and temperament. But again, also the way they're raised and ooh la la is constantly just like picked and prodded and combed and brushed and whatever. Anyway. She takes damn good care of ooh la la. And after ooh la la's bath, there's a hairdryer scene. With sexy music. During the hairdryer scene, 
Bobby's mommy storms into the room and stabs Uma's no! mommy in the stomach. <laughs> I won't repeat what she said, but like, who's the best in show now, B, and then walks out. No, she doesn't. And then says sorry, because she's Canadian. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> she does. Did you have a British accent I did. there for a second? I did. I sorry, <laughs> I'm a Canadian. Uh, pa- pardon me, I'm from Canada. Uh, pardon me, I'm Canadian. I don't do accents, I'm terrible. I'm a proud Canadian. Okay, so there are a few times, though, where, no joke, Kim gets so serious that I one point compared her to Tanya Harding. (laughs) She would never hurt these cats, and she really does genuinely like these other people. There's an obsession that is a little crazy. How can it possibly be good for anyone but Shirley? (laughs) I don't want anyone to get hurt, but I kind of did want to see one fist fight. Like, it seems like a good, ripe environment for middle-aged women to get in a fist fight. If you're not number one... You're the first loser. At least a little shoving. Yeah. Throw a chair. Oh, that'd be rad. Or just knock one over. Cat show Flip fist a chair. Fight. Yeah, that would have been rad. Yeah, I'd probably give it a five if there's even one cat show fist fight. So anyway, they've been traveling, traveling, traveling. And then we get to Kim's town. And Kim hosts a cat show once a year. So she's like setting up her cat show. But guess what happens when she gets to the local fairground type area where they're gonna have the cat show this small town doesn't plan things very well obviously (laughs) and and a wrestling event's going on but she's kind of there she has to kind of be around i guess well so what happens is she's supposed to have all day friday to set up and then the cat show is saturday and sunday but the wrestling is all day friday and they don't get done till 11 p.m so she basically has to stay up all night yeah. setting up this cat show yeah also and, everyone's and, flights are getting delayed and they showed this wrestling event and the pulverizer enters the ring with a uh, monster face and then bobby comes out of nowhere bobby the cat <laughs> fucking off the top rope full body slams picks up pulverizer ddt's him bobby picks up a chair wax uh monster face over the head then does like that Shawn Michaels kick where it's like the sweet chin music. Knocks the pulverizer out. Bobby pins the pulverizer. One, two, three. Match. Bobby gets the belt. The Canadian belt. Was the pulverizer the white guy with dreads? Yeah. Oh, cool, well, cool, cool, cool. You mean cum hair. <laughs> when white people have dreads, it's called cum hair. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, I saw the worst white dreads ever. Oh no, really? I was out in public and yeah. I saw this dude. He had two... Big white dreads out there. It looked like the back of his head was shitting. And it was like thicker in some spots. It was like thicker down lower than it was like up close to his head. I felt like nauseous. Did you want to kick his ass? I mean. Or just like cut him off. Just find some scissors. Yeah, I did want to cut them off. White white people dreads, man. That's like a particularly bad example though too. Like the worst. That might be the worst I've ever heard of. It was the worst dreads I've ever seen. All the worst dreads I've ever seen have been from white people. Remember when you grew your beard out real long that one time and divided it down the middle? It made ca- it like it was too. It kind of naturally did it. Kind of forked a little, yeah. Your beard looks really good, but it can't get too long because then you start getting those two horns. I mean, you just have to assume that this dude's 
pubes were probably like one twisted dread popping out the side. Okay, enough about him. Let's talk about cats some more. So finally, the cat show comes together. And Kim is trying to push pumpkin gingerbread loaf on everybody, which I think sounds great. Pumpkin gingerbread loaf? Oh. Pumpkin gingerbread loaf? I'm good, thank you. Did I already give you a piece? I don't want a piece. Pumpkin gingerbread loaf? There's not going to be any left. Bobby pointed out that you can't trust these people. What if she put laxatives in her pumpkin gingerbread? I don't think she did. I think Kim is actually a very nice lady. (laughs) Who just is very intense about this. This is her sport. This is the thing. This is her sports. She seems nice, but she's too so serious about it that you can't take that pumpkin bread. Just in case. Just in case. Well, I didn't, so. Good. (laughs) (laughs) I did try to reach into the TV and get a slice of the pumpkin bread. It looked really good. It was very embarrassing, and you had to explain to me how television works. This is we met Bailey, the rescue kitty. This is a household pet. She's a, a rescue kitty. Her name's Bailey. She belonged to a, a friend who died. And you can see how calm she is. She won't stop purring. Yep. With her older gentleman right. owner. And they broke my heart. They were so sweet. I think Bailey might actually have been my favorite. Because Bailey looked like the kind of cat we would have. My favorite person who shown cats though well really did have a soft spot for shirley because she reminds me of someone in my life that i care about very much she could be her sister the way she just looks and acts right so i had a very soft spot for shirley because of that but i really loved um the next lady they talked to is katie graham and she's been showing cats for six years and she has autism and her mom is there with her and her cat has placed nationally it's such a big deal for her she actually did a little bit of interview like she talked to the camera a little bit But her mom talks about how being at these cat shows and doing this has helped her so much because for her as an autistic person, it's very difficult to be in a room where that much is happening. I mean, think about it. There are rows of tables with cats all over them, toys jingling, people yelling, speakers going. There's all kinds of stuff happening all over the place. It's just an overwhelming like sensory situation. But she really wanted to try it and she fell in love with it. And her mom said that over time... She's been able to like talk to more people. She can walk in more confidently. Like it's difficult still, but it's really neat that she's loves doing this thing so much that she's willing to be in these situations that are uncomfortable. I don't know. I really like wanted to see her more and wanted to see her placing, but we didn't really see her anymore. Yeah. It, I guess uh, the movie had to focus on Bobby's mommy and Ooh La La's mommy. The most. The, that was where the most drama was. But then... There was a cat, Colin, I don't know whose cat that was, who won over Bobby and Ooh La La. There was a cat named Colin. It was another Persian, wasn't it? Smushy face. There's another smushy face that comes later that kind of messes up everything. (laughs) We're really good at (laughs) it. But this was just a cat named Colin. It might have actually been that girl's cat. I don't know, the one I was just talking about. Mm Kind of threw everything for a loop because Kim all of a sudden was like, okay, I can handle it if I'm in a race with Ooh La La. Because Kim's all about the numbers. She really gets into it later about how she's obsessed she is with these numbers. But she was like an accounting major. She's a teacher. Like, she just loves it. But when this other cat wins, it throws everything off. And she starts getting worried about not getting enough numbers. But then it goes into Kim's personal life and talks about how the transition was weird. This was my favorite transition ever. Kim's talking about how difficult it is to wrangle cat people and she compares it it's like organizing scuba divers and we're like you're confusing the shit out of us <laughs> i was like what is this 
mean? What? Don't you mean it's like wrangling cats? Yeah, she's Which little, would be the obvious comparison. She works in an actual metaphor and she like Yeah. But, and we're like scuba diving, what the fuck are you talking about? But then it cuts to Kim is a scuba diver. Yeah, she teaches scuba diving. I'll mention this now because I just think it's so interesting. The judge the judges, his name's Bob too, right? Yeah. Bob and Elaine. They also have separate things. Elaine's like a really big deal gardener. Bob has an old car that he takes to car shows. I don't understand how you can go to cat shows every single weekend and have any other hobby. Bob's saving money to get his penis changed into a cat penis. Meow. That's just a theory. (laughs) Okay. Saving money by spending money on expensive old cars. Well, he's not good with money. (laughs) Okay. That's why he's a judge now, so he gets paid to be there instead of spending money to be there. You got to save those loonies, right, Canada? What's up, Canada? (laughs) Save your, hey, save your loonies, all right? (laughs) Get get yourself a cat penis, eh? Remember that one time Augustus was laying in my lap and I was rubbing his belly and we looked down and his little cat penis was out? That was awful. Yeah. It was disturbing. I mean, because he'd been fixed for a long time at that point. Yeah. (laughs) I'd never seen him pop a boner. It was gross and weird. And there was a bunch of people over, too. Yeah. It just freaked me out. And one person was masturbating. We had to (laughs) make that person leave, which turns out at cat shows, one side effect, random masturbators. They got to catch them just in time and escort them out the door. Don't know what it is. People just love to show up and just start publicly masturbating and catch shows. Well, they didn't talk about that in the movie, so it, I'm going to have to assume that you did independent research that's for the, those facts. That's the side deep research I did. You did say I was going to groan a lot during this recording. <laughs> this is something that I'm so, I love so much. <laughs> I, I, I like want to go to a cat show now again. I do too. Okay, good. And um, I'll, I'll work security, make sure those... Anyway, I'm being fucking ridiculous. Okay, so now um, some stuff happens, whatever. There's more guest judges. There, The guest judge comes in and Bobby's mom is like, ooh, this guest judge, we'll see who really is the best. And of course, it's ooh la la. I have goosebumps. I have goosebumps. Like always is, ooh la la. 32 years of judging, this is one of the finest cats I've ever judged. And so Everyone then loves ooh la la. we go to this lady's house and she's a lady who breeds these squish face cats, but they don't have super, I don't think hers have super long hair, but she like talks about breeding because the whole thing is Kim talks about how if breeders are doing it right, they're not actually making a lot of money off of it because the reason you're a breeder and it's difficult to be a breeder is because you want to carry on that breed. You love that particular cat and you want there to be more of those cats in the world. Makes sense. It does. And then they go to that lady's house. Now, I, again... You know, I wish someone would breed more of you because I love you and you're special. (laughs) Thanks. The world needs an Angela breeder. If I die, are you going to get me cloned like Barbara Streisand did with her dogs? Yeah, just like that. Just like that? But but it will be a combination of your DNA and Barbara Streisand's dog's DNA. Ooh. But the original dog is no longer... It's like cloned dogs. Just the clone DNA is fine. Okay. And then a dash of Barbara's DNA. Okay. We'll see what comes out. Never mind about this plan. <laughs> I don't want to be spliced with Barbara Streisand's DNA. You look very dis- 
weirded out by it. You're probably going to write it in your will that this cannot happen. <laughs> and no matter what, Bobby is not allowed to splice my DNA with Barbara <laughs> Streisand's dog and herself. I can picture a lawyer reading me this. God, you know, God forbid something awful happens. <laughs> None of this is making it into but the some, podcast. But some lawyers reading it. <laughs> And said, and Robert, uh, it's noted here, Bob, leave Barbara Streisand alone. Do not go near Barbara Streisand, your last will and testament. So they go to this lady's house and she is a breeder of squishy face cats. And she's showing all these little kitties and she's talking about how she sells these kitties to people all over the world. And how these people who she sold these cats to and sent these cats to will sometimes then send her presents. And she's talking about these cats with such love. There's even one that she says, you know, is already spoken for. But there's this kind of look in her eye like she kind of wished she wasn't giving her up. Like she loves each one of these cats so individually. Brushing them every day, trimming them, and just feeding them with syringes, taking such good care of them. And I started crying a little bit. It is really cute. It was really cute and sweet how much care and attention she was giving them. Cleaning faces, combing, bathing, always something. It's a lot of work. I don't know, I think my husband was like, aren't you gonna sit and watch TV with me? It's like, no, I have things I have to do, you know? He's like, all day, I'm like, all day. Little kitten shows and one kitten was like freaking out like <laughs> was a cat that got real mad. Clawing up the uh judge's hands and you actually see like scratch marks on people's hands throughout the this movie. Yeah. But and the owner of the kitten who tanked it for the owner, much like Natalie and Bruglia was torn over the whole situation. <laughs> you get quite torn. Nothing's fine, I'm torn. I'm all out of faith. This is how she wasn't giving up yet because it might still work out. Wide awake and I can see the perfect sky is torn. That's right. Got to hang in there. That's what the song Torn is she all about. She was not all out of faith. Yeah. This is how she feels. Okay. So there's now a montage that was brilliant where this new cat shows up. This new cat's name He's also a Persian squishy face. This is the one we talked about earlier named Sandman. Is that right? Yeah. Sandman. And so Sandman is a white fluffy Persian, basically the white version of our red best friend, Ulala. The two Persian mamas have kind of become friends because they have similar cats. They like are talking about like, oh, I do this and I do this and I use a coffee filter as like a collar so he doesn't get his fur wet so much but there's a montage where those two ladies are laughing and giggling and kim's always five feet away yeah just looking like sad or looking over at them or just concentrating on her numbers she might not really be sad but they make it look as though kim's being left out of these conversations and mad about it they make it as though kim is constantly stressed throughout this film and there's one point where she's just she puts on her scuba gear and jumps into her pool and just sits at the bottom which looks Actually, extremely relaxing. Though. That's at the end. Oh, this is where they talk about the incident. He they coughed up this huge hairball. Oh, boy. Do you recall the incident? Hold on to your butts, folks. It's about to get scandalous. <laughs> and Kim jumps up and catches it in a Kleenex, right? Yeah. And she thinks, okay, that was bad, but, like, I caught it. Excellent reflexes, Kim. Oh, yeah. She, like, could tell from, from like, 
10 feet away that that was about to happen and she was there and ready with the Kleenex like a good mama, right? Yeah. But then she went to throw that Kleenex away. Bobby wasn't done yet. He did it again and there was splashback. Bobby like hawks up like liquid backwash, like left. It leftover. gets on the ladies' papers. Yeah. It gets all over the little stand. It was a mess. But they're all laughing about it like it's the funniest thing. And Elaine said that had never happened to her. I found that very hard to believe. Never had happened to her. Well like a veterans hall full of cats, and that's never happened. I mean, it's happened, but like I was telling you, I bet that these cat moms give their cats. There's like oils and stuff you can give a cat to like lubricate their throat so they don't get hairballs or something. Yeah. They probably do that kind of stuff to make it so it's less likely for these cats to get hairballs. <laughs> or they're brushing them so much they're not really grooming themselves to get hairballs. Because that's why you get hairballs is because you're licking your own fur and swallowing it. That's how I get it. Maybe them. it doesn't happen that much. Then we go to who I refer to as Maine Coon Mama's house. Mm-hmm. Maine Coon Mama breeds Maine Coons. She loves them. She has so many Maine Coons. They're gorgeous and healthy. That's one of my favorite kind of cats. Because they have longish hair, but it's kind of wild. And they typically are a bunch of different colors. I just think they're gorgeous. And they're big. One thing that all these cat breeders and owners share... The thing that unifies them is that they not only collect cats, but they also collect days spent alone. <laughs> these people have much fuller lives than just these cats, but this Maine Coon Mama, this is what I thought was so interesting. She talks about the way she feeds her cats, and she feeds them raw meat and chicken hearts. And she has a lot of cats. Yeah. But she shows the camera crew this one garbage bag. Not even a garbage bag, like a Kroger kind of bag, like a grocery store like a bag. a shopping bag, yeah. And it has litter in it, and she says, this is, this one, is week. one week. In this house, that is two days, and we have four cats. Yeah. Two days would fill up that bag. She says it's from a whole week. And then she made the camera guy smell the litter. Yeah. And he didn't want to, and she was like, just please do. Just do it. It's not that bad. And he it's said, actually, compared to, it's really not that bad. Ugh. Oh, yeah, it's not as bad as normal, right? Like, you didn't even know the whole time you were here that there was a poop bag right there. And then she's like, now taste it. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, it's not as bad as... Tastes exactly like Although chicken. if he'd cooked up, if she'd cooked up some of that food she was giving the cats for him, he probably would eat it. Yeah. It was like really good quality stuff. That was her whole thing is she'd figured out a way to feed them where they, it's all protein. They're using most of the nutrients. And so they barely poop, which is crazy. And then I wrote, cat is child. Sure is. Now the points race is coming up. Ooh la la is right on Bobby's tail and eventually surpasses Bobby. Let's get into the last kitty show. The Pet Expo. The Pet Expo. There's actually two, but the Pet Expo is where the shit goes down that we can't come back from. So at the Pet Expo... This other cat is there and throwing off all the numbers once again. And so Bobby is winning sometimes, but not every time. So not enough. And Ulala is winning more. And at this point, the way the numbers shake out, Ulala and Sandman and Bobby are still in the top three. 
But there is now a 500-point difference between Ulala and Bobby, and there's no way Bobby can win. So she, now, like Natalie Imbruglia, she's torn over the scenario. She decides. Oh, real quick, before she decides this, one of the reasons Ulala won one of these is because there's this judge who's been doing this for a really long time and was a guest judge. He puts Ulala up on the stage. I call it a stage, the little thing that they stand them on, and literally said, Ulala gave him goosebumps. I have goosebumps. I have goosebumps. Wow. Was the best, one of the best cats he'd ever seen in his life. 35 years of judging cat bodies. Well-built bodies. Best cat. Then they talked to Shirley's son, who says that, his mom's spent more money on Ulala than him in his 21 years of life. And she's like, no, I'm not. I'm a good mother. <laughs> okay, so yeah. So like you said, then she's torn. Nothing's fine, I'm torn. What does she do? Bobby's like, not going to win. Like Natalie and Bruglia. Right. Nothing's right. Again, this is when she gets into the numbers and the math. And she's figuring out, like, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? And so she decides that in the very last weekend... She's going to sit Bobby out. He's going to compete. Yeah. A little. He's a lock in the top four he's not, or five. No, he's not going to not get two. There's too much of a difference between two and three. She knows, and three doesn't go to the last week. This is riveting. Like, hearing you talk about I know I just watched it and was just blown away, but I feel like us going into the weeds and describing a cat show We is should just, do cat fantasy. This episode's probably going to... Cat Fantasy League? <laughs> this episode's going to jettison us to the top <laughs> of iTunes. Let's do it. Yeah, man. Get ready, world. This is it. <laughs> so, sits Bobby out a little bit and decides to push for Chance, who was going to be in fifth place, to hop up to fourth, because it's very short distance between fourth and fifth. And... Keeping Bobby out of the running, Chance starts winning. This is her other cat. Seamus was a lock at seventh place. So she had three cats in the top ten at the end of this. So it's the last one of the season. Ulala's number one. Bobby's number two. Chance is number four. Seamus is number seven. But then they then they drop the bomb on us. Ulala is retiring. <laughs> what? One and done, baby. Out there, bringing tears to judge's eyes, and then Ula La's is going to go sit in the cat bed from here on out? I mean, she's won a lot. It was not one and done. She got all kinds of trophies. Right. But she is done at the end of the season, and so they throw a little party for all the retiring cats, also end of the show, like end of the season, end of the show season. And Ula La and Bobby, they start to mingle. It seems like there's sparks. This is the part where Ulala truly is just walking around on the treat table. <laughs> <laughs> it's like people food, and Ulala is just on the table with the people food. But yeah, that's pretty much it. I got a little misty eyed then too because Shirley got a little upset talking about how Ulala wasn't going to compete anymore. And Kim talked about how the final weekend of this whole season was the one where she was actually able to have a little bit of fun with the other ladies and didn't feel as much pressure. 
Because I think at that point she'd resigned herself to Bobby wasn't going to win. So she was able to like sit back and joke and like show off chance. And it was more fun for her. Lesson, take it a little less seriously, Kim. Yeah. You'll have a lot more fun. Yeah. But then we see Kim scuba dive, sit on the bottom of the pool. Which I look like fun. It looked like fun. It made me want to do one of those float things. Where you go and you submerge yourself. But then I got distracted from the movie for a bit because I started thinking about if you're in one of those float things where you're in... Sensory deprivation. Yeah, sensory deprivation. There's a place called like Float Nashville or something you go to. Can you get out easily? What happens if there's an emergency? Is there a panic button inside there? Like I really, in my brain, went off the rails about what that would entail. Yeah, I'd get in my old head about that too. Then we go to end of the movie, the award ceremony. This part cracked me up. They were showing pictures of cats, of just cats that we've seen throughout the movie. And one picture of a cat with like its toy kind of to the side comes up. (laughs) And I swear to God, Angela goes, too serious. (laughs) You turned into a cat judge. By the end of this movie, you became a cat judge. He wasn't having enough fun. He's a cat. It wasn't a good photo. Our cats are bored all the time. <laughs> Angela? Yes. We don't rate documentaries in a star rating scale. We rate it in a Herzog rating scale. This is true. I'm going to give this one through five Herzogs. You're going to give this one through five Herzogs. And then we're going to combine them like a top prize onto Ooh La La's little collar. For mm. best out of ten Herzogs. Now, I'll go first. Okay. We really watched this because we'd been watching a lot of true crimey stuff lately about some serious stuff. We really needed something like light to kind of distract us from some some more serious subjects we've been dealing with lately. And for that, I would say it works. I, but in all honesty, I, th- I expected this movie to be kind of whimsical and a little silly. And I think in a lot of ways it was. Yeah. It was kind of interesting seeing the dynamics of it. This like... The seemingly mundane stuff, I actually kind of find that kind of thing kind of interesting. And I do like kitty cats, and it's fun to look at, like, adorable cats. Yes. There's a reason why the internet is hot for kitty cats. But all in all, I would give this the old Herzog average. uh, Three out of five Herzogs. I think the movie sets what it does. It does exactly what it is set out to do, but maybe not much more than that. I agree, actually. Three Herzogs seems fair. It was fun-ish. I'm very tired today. And there were a few moments at the end where I was like, this could be over. Yeah. But it was fun. I like seeing the different cats. I really honestly wish it had been a little less organized and a little more interviewing random people about their cats. Yeah, that might have been interesting. Meet more cats. Talk to more weird cat people. Not that they're weird, like weird good. I want to know all the weird. I think that's fascinating. Yeah. Like a little if, more of that. If people are like in a screaming fight at the cat show, put the camera on them, you know. But these are Canadians. They're like, even if they don't like each other, they're still saying, excuse me. The only person, because they referred to them many times as little people with fur, mm-hmm. who yelled was that kitty cat who didn't want to be held by the judge. All the attitude was in the cats. Am mm-hmm. I right? Mm-hmm. High five. Mm-hmm. Y'all ready that was for bad. this? I'm not torn. Nothing's fine, I'm torn. Over my feelings for this. It's pretty much average. So 
You take your three Herzogs, I take my three Herzogs, combine them, and that's six out of ten total Herzogs. I think that actually is just right for this movie. I do too. I do too. Just entertaining enough. And the score, just good enough. Not first prize though. Sorry. If you're not number one, you're the first loser. But it's all sorry, right. Sorry, Bobby. Yeah, sorry, Bobby. Bobby the cat. Bobby did have the nicest body though. I'll say that. Well-built body. This is just a brick. Wonderful. Folks, that's all for today's episode. <laughs> Catwalk. <laughs> Tales from the Cat Show Circuit by Aaron Hancox and Michael McNamara. Six out of ten Herzogs. Keep on docking. Keep on meowing. For our first cat showing, we have Maggie. We're going to see if we can't get Maggie to meow into the microphone. (laughs) Maggie is a white cat. She has longish hair and quite a few dreadlocks. The white cats originate from the white region. (laughs) Of cat town. She's long hair white breed. White. Now for the talent competition, Maggie's going to jump off of my lap onto the floor, all right? <laughs> Describe this action. Okay. And she's down. She jumped right down. Well done, And to the door. She's ready. And for our second cat, we have Alice. Alice hates to be held. She's a black cat with a tiny white mark on her chest. That's- Alice, are you going to meow? Will she meow? Alice, we will have to deduct points if you don't meow. (laughs) Angela looks like a maniac, just (laughs) like shaking the cat around. Alice will not meow. Do like this to her. She's coming back to the table. She jumped away. Maybe Bobby can get her attention. She only meows for pets. Her talent portion was supposed to be rolling over on her back, and she does not seem to want to do that right now. Let's go on to the next cat. This is this next cat is Augustus. He's 17 years old. I've had him for a long time. Let's see if we can't get him to talk. Oh, no. Augustus has grabbed the mic. Augustus has the mic. And for the talent portion, Augustus is going to attempt to play a guitar. Now keep in mind, cat hands are not like people hands, but we'll see how he does. That's pretty good for a cat, I'd say. For our last feline, we have Princess. See if we can't get Princess Fan to talk. favorite. Let's tally up our winners. And the winner is all of us. We all won.
You don't seem to know, seem to care what your heart is for.